live from the protest line at the X demanding a relish soft serve ice cream. Gross. It's a book minority podcast. Why wouldn't they have relish? No, one throw up either way. There's no, literally no one relished the idea. Oh, God, this is disgusting. Oh, no. Raise your voice. Oh, dear. Disgusting. Sorry. Mm. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that will perhaps very reluctantly go to the X. On uh, this week's episode, we look back at a win in Charlotte. Huzzah! Uh, talk about some Campiel Lesser Lights winning matches. Ooh. So review some terrible kits and perhaps give thanks that Canada doesn't get new kits this season. Uh, look ahead to a slew of matches and more. And now this week's panel. Most likely to be the carny to bluntly guess your age. Say hello to Duncan Fletcher. You're 60 and you're probably at 200 pounds. Prove me wrong. It's <laughs> like we're there. Darn. Mm. Um, we'll find all the best bargains at the flea market. Welcome to Mark Hinckley. It's my nature to go looking for treasure. So even in a place like the X. I'll do it. <laughs> DVDs, three for ten bucks. Ooh. Uh, he told the Polar Express operator he wanted to go faster, and we haven't heard from him since. So Tony won't be joining us this week. Oh. Mm-hmm. As for me, you'll find me going through the haunted house again and again. I love that shit. Uh, I am your host, Kristen Knowles, and now to our show. All right, well, first up, as always, a little what's been going on. And we're going to start with the TFC versus the CLT. Yes, that is their official designation. It is hilarious. And yes, you can snigger every time you see it, and you should. Um, So the exciting... They deserve everything. I don't know why this isn't more of a thing. I I really don't. Maybe they can't find the joke. Yeah. I'm gonna say TFC found a spot twice. Who knows? <laughs> Some Charlotte's gonna be really happy tonight, huh? right? Mm-hmm. No glowing. Good Charlotte. Um, all right. So even though only two matches have been played between these two teams, um, Charlotte does certainly seem to be the tonic for whatever ails TFC, having now beaten them on aggregate six nil. So. You know, can we play you every week? The, 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 you know, it would probably wear off. The fun would probably wear off. But no. another clean sheet, some nice goals, positive effort all around. Nobody got hurt. Um, yeah, it's just one of those like, oh, okay, good things can happen. And TFC actually can be productive away from BMO. That's nice. Um, and yeah, Charlotte is just not good against Toronto. Is that basically what it is? Well, again, Charlotte's not that good. We all we all know this. Um, but yeah, it was not too shabby. Mm-hmm. Um, not bad. Bit of, a bit of a boring first half, but that's okay. As long as goals weren't scored and things like that. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I mean, that, that first half was just... It wasn't even like they were resisting the pressure from Charlotte. Like Charlotte had the majority of the of the possession and, and yep. a handful of shots, but nothing vaguely threatening. 
except for the one goal that they scored because the 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 one forward uh his arms went out celebrating until he realized that it hit the side netting um, yes on the other <laughs> side but it's like you have to literally oh god yeah i forgot about that of the ball going quote unquote into the net i mean it went into the net but it went into the netting um but how the anyway i had so many questions for his eyesight uh beyond that uh it was yeah it was just it was one-sided and that one side didn't do fuck all yeah so, you know, whatever first half fine you know nobody was story. nobody was bad nobody was good but then the second half happened Hmm. Yeah, that, that's uh, a fair summary of the first half. Really, it was uh, okay. That was. I don't. Uh, I mean, I had expected to miss that because I had been out and I was thinking I'm going to get home at about eight o'clock and uh, I should be home for the second half. And ooh, the first half's just about to support start. That whole lightning delay was delightful. But yeah, I could have missed that first half, and I, my life would not have been poorer. No, no, exactly. Yeah, I and I, I ended up being, I was on a family Zoom call for the first half. So same thing. It was like, well, I'm not really missing much, am I? I had it on like on mute in the background, but it was, nothing was grabbing my attention. Um, I think um, one of the interesting things was uh, seeing, not interesting, it may be worrisome, something we, we talked about a few times already last week week before we'll probably keep talking about it um still this question of outside of extremely talented italian players where are the goals coming from is anyone else going to score this season um on a consistent basis a couple of games ago we were talking about how you know amazing jonathan osorio was and how many goals he scores and should we give him a dp contract because look at all the goals he's scoring i know so I, i feel it's unfair to be I think you could ask that question beyond those two and Osorio. Fair. Fair way of well, it. he's been injured as well or sick or something, but he's apparently yeah, he, he and Mark Anthony K. And there's another, you know, player that we sort of need back. Um, both out injured. Mark Anthony K. has been out longer, but apparently we're both um, at training today and actively training. So potentially see them sometime this week, um, which would be nice. Um, I think just because I look and see, you know, Achara coming on, um, Akinola mm. starting, um, yeah. Jimenez yeah. still, and and actually that was that was actually that was one of the interesting things. That was one of the things uh, in that match again. And props to uh, to Bernie to to Bernie who just is so much fun um it just seems like a genuinely like he probably just i just think he's just having a ball do you know what i mean um but he more than once uh over the last several matches whenever if he's been playing and, and jimenez is playing you've seen him try very hard to set up jimenez for a goal like he's he's doing his level best to get this guy a goal because like because he's so clearly snake bit right now right like nothing is falling for him he's lost his starting place like it doesn't matter so I just find that to be um, I find that to be very good like it's a good thing it's a good thing to have a have a teammate like that um, and hopefully sometime in the next six matches that that happens. Um, because should they sneak into the playoffs, 
going to presumably need, you know, you're going to need a healthy Jonathan Osorio, but you would also like to see somebody who's an actual forward scoring the goals. That would be helpful. <laughs> uh, I see. know. That's, I know. Uh, yeah, I don't think we should be looking at that one. To be <laughs> fair. Yeah. All right. Well, then. Speaking of the playoffs, so on the on the heels of this, you know, kind of this match was a bit of a, you know, a return to recent form for them. You know, they had the, they had the unfortunate loss against Miami Vice, but, you know, rebounded very nicely with a, you know, very good win on the road. Hard to do in MLS. Um, not out of and, and, and not not like just mathematically. No, they're, they're legitimately not out of playoff contention yet. There is an actual opportunity here. Um, and we're going to probably like talk about this every week until they're out, but are they going to make it? What do you think? No. Still no or? Yeah. No. <laughs> I still have optimism. Uh, I, I I feel like I feel like that uh, they've got I don't want to say enough firepower. I'm gonna go with enough creativity. They've got enough creativity where at least two or three of them know how to play to play with one another, and it's only a matter of time before it becomes six or seven of them. Like knowing where the pass is going to be, how that pass is going to come in, where they need to be in relation to that pass, and then who's going to be where. Once they get that pass, like, I kind of feel like it was, we're kind of at that, that awkward game two, game three phase of, uh, of, of what Vazquez's trajectory. Like it took him a couple games for everybody to figure out what the hell he was doing and how that made them better. So the difference between Vazquez, who was merely, but a man is that there's two Italians are you like, like he's a man made mobile? of Buddha, like a Buddha sculpture? <laughs> Perfect for the X. Mm. That uh, that they are passing to one another. I mean, the shit mm-hmm. that they were doing to Charlotte in the last 10 minutes was like, it was like Harlem Globetrotter hilarious. Yeah, that's Going true. in the corner and literally fucking with four of them, just the two of them. It, they were, and, and I don't, they were, they weren't really meaning to embarrass them, but they just can't help if, themselves. If they, did, if they did that 20 minutes earlier in the match, one of them would have caught studs. Uh, stop it. So, uh, but it was just... None of them are Richarlson. Come on now. Mm, true. But like... they're, they're I feel like if... Once the rest of the team... Not catches up, but figures out how that they how they fit into the way it works. You see, ple- you see fleeting moments of it. Wonderful ball yeah. from and to, uh, from uh, uh, Insigne, uh, even Bernadeschi. Like, they're going to figure it out. And once they figure it out, um, hopefully that turns into just more goals. The defense, uh, yeah, I don't, I think it's just going to be a matter of like, let's not, I don't know if we're going to win every game 4 0, but we might win a few of them 4 3. We're just going to have to, brute force the game just to get the points right and and uh because i don't i don't really see that that really improving uh but i i do see that they're now getting 
like if they had had this firepower earlier in the season, they probably would have about nine points more than what they already do. Not because it's sure. only three games or four games, whatever the math works out to, but there were some games where the opposition was just abysmal and they won. Yeah. All they had to do was just do if they played like if they played like this in those games. They wouldn't have gotten all the points from every game, but they would have gotten some of them, and they'd be sitting in sixth. So sure. you think it's possible? I don't think they're done, and there's so many there's so many teams still in that squishy, murky middle. That oh my god, so many that not all of them can be better. Not all of them can can sail past Toronto because some of them have to drop points. So it's just a matter of when when the dust settles, can they eke that seventh? Or sixth spot, and I, I do think they, they're capable. It's a possibility Fair. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about you know obviously Bernadeschi and Insigne and everything. The goals in this this Saturday's game, Bernadeschi is obviously delightful. Incredible. Uh, Insigne, I mean, say everyone's like, oh, that was amazing as well. It's like, hmm, it's a good little free kick routine. Yes. Um, and you know, a very well taken free kick to put in exactly the right place. But yeah, I, I feel like Insigne scuffed that shot. <laughs> he didn't catch that clean at all. And I was like, oh, that's an amazing finish. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, I'm with him. And let's not let the you know narrative get in the way of <laughs> like, 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 um, like, yeah, yeah, he 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 fluffed it absolutely. But counterpoint. How Go awesome on. did it look? Like that's... <laughs> It worked out very nicely, yes. <laughs> also, counterpoint, did everybody see that nutmeg by Lil Crisco? Ah, yes. That's delightful. Oh, that would be nice if that finished in a goal. Just, but... just delight. Just, just, yeah, because that, that, led, that led to the goal. <laughs> I was like... Um, he's great. I, 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 I and, get... and, mm. and, sorry, sorry. Also, sorry. um... I just want to also mention, speaking of defense, uh, Berndeski, to have the presence of mind to track the fuck back, make a crucial defensive play, and then score 30 mm-hmm. seconds later or 45, whatever it was. It was. Just like that whole minute or moment was just delightful. Um, There's a part of me that, that, like, after that, watching that game, I like, Okay, this is there's no way this is true. There's absolutely no way. But that somebody at some point in time, we'll just say a manager possibly, oh, uh, told them on. to to you know go easy on them, just go easy on them. And then around the seventy, you know, sixty fifth, seventieth minute, they kind of made they kind of made eyes at the bench, and whoever they made eyes to gave them like that solid uh, that nod, like yep. Like execute them, you know, like you're like giving the assassin the order type thing. And then they just turn the fucking the screws on. Model combat, whichever it is. Like, they could have easily had two more. Like the fucking audacity on that little whatever backheel bullshit that that Bernadeschi did that went off the defender and nearly went into the net. And if it worked. Well, he was trying to get the ball to Jimenez with that little know, cheeky like, back heel. I know. Oh, my God. It almost like backfired spectacularly in our favor. But that's I know. the thing. Like, the, to do something so audacious, have it fuck up and still nearly result in a goal. That's what I'm talking about. They were just fucking with him for the last 20 minutes. What were you doing in the first 70? Clearly, 
yeah, uh, not important. We got plenty of time. And that's kind of <laughs> really kind of did because that first half did not look like they were going to do anything in the second half. Yeah. The first the first goal was the first shot. They're fucking with the conspiracy theory. Check it. Back to you, Kristen. The, the winning team going to qualify for the playoffs, win MLS Cup. That, that's what you're saying there. Oh, man? I don't. Just... I don't know if I want to go that far. That's <laughs> that's that's <laughs> even that feels that feels excessive for this season. That's I think really, that's really conspiracy theory. Hilarious though. I mean, I mean, who doesn't want to see this this team win it? But I mean, if they win it, I mean, the league. I'm, I hate to say it, the league's a fucking joke. Because we were we've been dog shit all season long, up until our three new our three new birthday gifts arrive, and now they're just wrecking shop. Are you kidding me? Is that all it took was three Italians at the end of their season to win a league? Yeah. Like, MLS will be rife with Syria players on a contract after. <laughs> I, I feel like I've seen a thing basically. Sort of it, Insigne on his own is like the, the seventh highest paid team in MOS. Yeah. So yeah. It's not just paid a fuck ton of money. You know, it's, and now the teams summer. don't want to spend a lot of money, but him on his own is there's only like five or six teams that uh, have a higher overall salary than that one player. So which is terrifying. Which the emails that, that, you know, hey, buy this overpriced jersey that's autographed. Got to recoup somehow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, moving moving on from that to uh, Campiel as the as their season um, is winding down, and this you know this race for first. This, this is the top four. Eh, it might actually be a top five now based on the weekend's matches. So the exciting thing about the weekend's matches is that. Not only, well, exciting, I'm sad, but good for them. And not only did Winnipeg beat the Aquaman, um, but Edmonton won. That's right. That's right. Edmonton won. And, That's and, allowed? And it is allowed. Mm. And there, it was, it was it, Duncan, you would have loved it. It was a defensive shit show. It was 3-2. Can't go wrong with that. Everything looked like it was going to be like super, you know, it was just going to be, it was going to be Halifax and then no Edmonton came marching back and then Halifax came back and oh, oh it was great fun. Um, happy for Edmonton to, uh, to do, to do well um, at all. It sounded like there was mm. like actually people at the match. I feel, so, I feel like you're overplaying this now. Kristen, I am. After, after the last uh, so few weeks I am. of Kristen hates Edmonton. I um, don't hate Edmonton. You guys yeah. are awful and mean. Um, anyway. I, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. Wait, Duncan, are you compensating for something? I'm not compensating. <laughs> I don't feel like it. No. No. I, I just, I just want to make Look, that. You've met me. I don't need to compensate for anything. Come on now. Um, anyway. They won, which is lovely. They had fans in the stands, apparently. Also lovely. Um, you know, there's still, the league has been very quiet about what is happening with Edmonton. Um, so hopefully having something positive happening as the season, you know, 
wears on instead of instead of instead of it going the opposite direction right like just like ah well you know season's almost over who cares um it doesn't perhaps the the other way you know things are growing people are starting to realize you know we need to come out and support and the team is obviously not just like laying down that sort of thing so um one hopes that uh that things continue to go well for them um although it looks like they're on the road probably better if they stay play in edmonton but that's okay um and then yes uh winnipeg did beat pacific in what was honestly a weird match um pacific still i guess not fully recovered from their CONCACAF adventuring um but not great um amateurs honestly uh, and yeah, so Winnipeg are just behind, like five, well, just behind, five points behind uh, the Aquaman. And um, yeah, Winnipeg are nailed on for fifth. Let's not pretend there's anything more than that happening. It pretty much is. Five, five point gap to fourth, six point gap to sixth. Congratulations, Winnipeg, you got fifth. <laughs> You're solidly in fifth. You um, are a great, great <laughs> mouse. Mm-hmm. But it was exciting for them. Um, give them give give them give them that uh yeah it was it was anyways it's fine so pacific still in a still in a position to you know, move back up but yeah they'll finish somewhere in the top four like the top four will be the top four like that's we're just gonna like potentially mush things around a little bit in terms of where people um end up and uh hamilton continue to not do themselves any favors by not winning against now arguably the best team in the league so sorry mark um yeah i don't know what you're apologizing <laughs> to right you, you talk shit about your own team like this it's really i talk shit about my own team all the time really just dis- i mean all the other teams too but like it's true i just but, talk shit about every single camp PL side look i just i just i just want I meant to cover this in the last one, but since the segue is here, I would like to thank Mother Nature for causing a lightning storm in Charlotte so that I could fully get the entire 90-minute nap from the Ottawa-Hamilton match so I could be rested to watch the TFC game in its entire... <laughs> that's that's weird. crap. What a not game. Right? What a not game with possible stakes on the line. Like, it was... Wow. Wow. And and people went to that. Like they did. Oh Lots of people apparently. Like I don't I don't like I've been to some stink games. I mean, we've all been to some shitty games, but like you ever been to a game so like not happening, you just wondered, can you get a refund for this? It was yeah, it, I mean, yeah. Anyway, um they deserve this the the shit talking they get for this one that's for sure yeah absolutely oh for sure yeah it was it was yeah it was not a good game for Hamilton like but it wasn't it wasn't a good game for Ottawa either you're at home right you sure you want to like neutralize one of again one of the other good teams in the league but it was yeah it was a dull boring match um Ottawa didn't really get a chance to, you know, employ any counterattacks or anything like that, but it was just kind of like, well, well, um, 
However, the best part of this match, the best part of this match was after the match. Um, I don't know if it was the same day, if it was the next day. I don't pay attention to one soccer shows. Um, I don't pay attention to, uh, to to Wheeler. But it kept getting retweeted into my timeline. So I, I had to watch this clip of um, him whining about uh, the Otletti and how they're such a boring team. Um, and I'm like, well, they might be boring, but they're in first place. Mm-hmm. and have consistently been okay. up at the top for some time now. So they're doing something right. Look, I my my only question is, is did um, Atletico Madrid not send in the last check? Because I didn't think he would be allowed to say shit like that. Anyway. To be fair, I mean, well, they got, they've got 27 goals in 22 games. Yeah. But, you know, hey, they're they're doing uh, all right there. They're clearly sort of winning some games. They've, their goal difference is after 22 games, they've got a goal difference of plus four, but they've turned that into like winning half of their games. So, yeah. Yep. They're only a a youngish team. This is like, I think, their first year of being pretty good. So, baby steps get a fucking solid foundation in and then you know maybe you can buy some like fancier players get to, uh, some fancier loanies from uh from atletico madrid and you know become the entertainers and what have you later on but this is fine this is what you yeah, gotta do you know, daddy I'm... approved loanies mm-hmm. <laughs> well i'm honestly like i as much as obviously i would like i would like you know pacific to be in first but I'm kind of I'm quite enjoying this. This is it's nice to have a different team competing for the top spot, but also um you know to have Ottawa sort of shrug off you know their growing pains fairly quickly. Um and yeah, that's put good. together something solid. And I'm really curious, yeah, sure to see how they do through the playoffs and stuff, but I'm very curious to see sort of as you said like what they do next season. Now that mm. they've established this sort of, you know, hopefully this is their baseline, right? Like this is where the place where they operate from and uh, can just add to that, and which is great. I mean, which is what you want in well, what you want in any league, really, but certainly in a, in a young league that is trying to uh, still trying to grow and attract fans and stuff. So good stuff. I like it. All right. Well, it is time to move on to what we're talking about. And we're going to start with oh dear god um so lucas cavallini is that what we're starting with violence yeah it's what we're starting with oh yeah yeah, yeah. you are literally choosing violence to start okay just checking well you see the rundown i'm ending with violence too really so it's fine um for this segment but uh lucas cavallini who if you watch the canadian men's national team um you or if you're a whitecaps fan but if you watch the canadian men's national team you are aware that um, he has a bit of a temper. Ooh, a bit. He can, be rough, he can be a bit rough around the edges, a bit well, physical. Yeah, terms, yeah so maybe cool. maybe questionable decision making from time to time. It's always good to put a bet that he's going to get at least a yellow card. Exactly. <laughs> yes. If you do that, you're going to make. Yes, that's that's a sure bet. It really is. It's kind of like setting your watch 
you know, it's sure bet the Kava is going to do something stupid that will result in a card of some color. And he's already demonstrated that this season with the white caps. In fact, he's already had a red card this season and multiple yellow cards. I didn't, I didn't go back and count them. Um, but on the weekend, I, you know, it's rare that you see spectacular red cards. And I, I only say this because like, if there was, there was, you know, there's red cards and then there's red cards where there can never be a question. And when your own coach calls you out in the post-match press conference saying that you owe the fans an apology Mm -hmm. um, and that people will not be surprised if he is suspended for the rest of the season for this act of madness, um, he literally stomped on a player's head. Um, after what was mm. probably okay, stepped on his head. Yeah, I, I feel like stumped. Like inside, you know, suggest too much emphasis. I am going to like literally try and crush your head. I okay. get this is more. Yeah, I, I'm moving past you. I'm going to step on you, but yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, it was violent. It deserves a red card. I remember he was like, he was like, just stomping on this guy's head. Well, for, no, he did look down violence. before he did it. Gosh, I, yeah, I think he knew what he was doing. But, you know, <laughs> I I don't think it was quite as violent as like, stomp. But stamp how about stamp can we go can we can we, can we find a middle ground with stamp he certainly stomp. stood on the guy's head he stood, he stood, on, he stood on the guy oh, so he had a good game yeah, yeah. Hey. um yeah so you know and there was there was like a there was a little mix-up before the little you know get, get, they, they were bashing into each other there was definitely a yellow card probably coming Kava's way instead and then yeah. Yeah. So straight red, absolutely deserved zero question. Um, nobody's happy about this. Uh, I didn't. I'm glad to see. I didn't see a single person defending him. Um, and I want to. I want to see somebody defending him, though. I, I want to see it right so <laughs> badly. I want to know who who's just this delusional about everything. <laughs> I just love the fact that I mean, he was just served on to start the second half. It's like eight minutes. Yep. Eight minutes. Is it only eight minutes? Yep. Yeah, yeah, he was served on at the start of the second half, sent off in the 53rd minute. You're tunnel down, you really need to, I'm sure they've just had a big sort of pump up speech from uh, Vanny, what's his name? You know, you've got to really kind of go out there and get back into it. You know, they introduced Cavallini for something a bit different and everything. Exactly. Like, yeah, some energy, Uh, a little bit of manic energy out there. And then, yeah. yeah, (laughs) Let's introduce some chaos. And yeah, yeah, you really did introduce some chaos. Yeah. Yeah. This is not, this is not going to end well for him. So then the question, so then the question, you know, has to be asked and and I've seen lots of people asking and it's fair. Um, with World Cup less than three months away, and there are certainly, you know, no, you know, there's, there's, there's definitely some players whose positions are locked for the World Cup squad. We all know that. Um, and I think maybe two, three months ago, you would have said Cavallini is one of them because unfortunate. Well, was there two unfortunate incidents during the qualifiers? Hmm. There's at least one. But he also did some nice things, um, was instrumental 
uh, in a couple wins, but just based on like looking back at, yeah, there's at least one, there was at least one red card during the qualifying, I think for Cava, wasn't there? And then whatever his behavior has been during the MLS season, that sort of thing. Does this, does this knock him out of the, out of the squad? Uh, it depends. I don't think just the red card in and of itself would, because I could sure. totally see John Herdman seeing himself as being, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a good man management. I can properly control this. And, you know, I think Cavalina Eid is a good way to introduce the chaos means of David and Laren, but kind of similar kind of strikers. I think they're both better strikers than Cavallini, but yes. potentially, you know, you go with them and if it's not, things aren't quite working, you just need to fucking introduce something different. And, you know, I think Cavallini can be that something different, that's sort of a bit kind of more chaotic, throw himself around up front and see if that can make anything happen. And I do feel like Herdman would just, you know, back himself to be the kind of guy who can manage the personality and keep everything under control. Um, so I would say no, but I mean, you're talking about potentially if he's suspended for a long time. I mean, you were saying like some people say maybe the end of the season. I think if that happened, then, mm, you know, do you want that guy who's probably on the edge of the, the squad, but who hasn't played a game in like two or three months? If it's a long suspension, that might kick him out. I don't think the actual incident itself would. Yeah, I think that's 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 more than likely the the outcome of this. I, I, yeah. Unless unless somebody catches fire in the next two months, that's just been a fringe player, which I don't think there is. Tesho, uh, what's that? Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love that that's Duncan's automatic Akindeli reaction, and, and that's consistent. <laughs> you are consistent with this, so I give this to you. Yeah, and it's like Akinola, he's certainly not playing himself onto the squad yet. No. Um, I don't know, I guess more of the European best ones. E.K. Ugbo, is he uh, getting minutes and playing and doing things? Um, Anyone? I think he's, I feel like he's getting minutes. Um, where is he playing again? He's overseas. Um, yeah, that's a very good question. He currently plays for Ligue 1 Club Troyes. Oh. France. Okay. Whether he plays for them, I'm not entirely sure, but uh, that's where he is right now. So, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, he would have to be like, he would have to turn into more of a head case than he clearly is uh, for this to be such that he's going to be omitted from the squad just due to his chronic liabilityness uh, on the pitch. <laughs> so, I mean, just as, as that, that, I guess, player of chaos that, 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 that you kind of alluded to, that's a reason for me to keep him on for without question. I, I kind of feel like sometimes that's the move you need to switch things up is just, Somebody who's going to go in a little harder and possibly commit yep. a crime. Let's and, go for the um, old-fashioned burly center forward, the big number nine. You just throw it in the mixer and see what happens. Oh yeah, why not? Is that okay? Why not? Okay. Okay. 
that's the yeah. Uh, the, if if there was anybody though remotely threatening his spot, which I again don't think there is, uh, this would be a much different answer. No, I, and I don't. I don't disagree. I, I think. I think. I think a lot of it will depend on. I think a lot of it will depend on what kind of disciplinary action gets handed down from, uh, from MLS, and it'll go from there. And yeah, whether or not somebody else is catching fire, uh, you know, Ugo's season just started, right? So he's played in three matches, three of five so far. Um, <laughs> looks like he's doing all right, um, but yeah, nothing that is screaming standout as of just yet. So, um, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, the thing we didn't get to talk about last week because Campiel and Mean and deliberately announced things um, after we've recorded, I'm quite sure of it. Uh, new commish, a new commish in town. That's Ooh. right. We have brand new commissioner. Um, and after, you know, an exhaustive international search, um, Mark Noonan, come on down. He seems fine. I mean, it could have been worse. I know, I know that's damning with faint praise. Um, they could have given this job to Earl Cochran as well. Exactly. Which is totally what I was expecting. It really was. Now, what I found funny about the whole thing, we'll talk about Noonan in a moment, is, you know, like they made this big deal about, you know, like, oh, the special announcement and, you know, the countdown. And here's all, oh, here's it's going to be this live thing and blah, 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 blah. And then they leaked it themselves. The announcement, all the information was up on the <laughs> website like a solid half an hour before the official unveiling. And, and I think, I, I don't know who it was, was it Joshua Cloak? I think somebody else, someone else had like also jumped ahead and published their article, but I think they did it because they saw the post on the CampCal website. And I was like, this seems, this seems like poor social media management. I don't know. Um, but uh, I just thought that that was rather funny, but also very CampCal, right? You know, it just made sense. Oh yeah, that's, um, that's on brand. It really is. So, um, Mark Noonan, who is, he is a, he's a soccer exec. He's a sports executive, mostly a soccer executive. He's a marketing guy. Um, but at the very least, and this is, this is, this is my, this is my little bit of praise for him. Why I was not as up in arms as, as some people were mostly because of his nationality. Some people are very upset that he's American. Um, and not Canadian. Um, I'm left. To those people, I say, Earl Cochran. Yeah, right? That is an excellent rebuttal, Duncan. I, I, I like this. Um, mm. Is that he does have an extensive soccer background. And one of the things that has been problematic with the executive of the CanPL is yes, it's still marketing heavy because he is a marketing guy, but nobody had once, you know, once, once Paul Barron left, um, there's very little soccer people in the room that are, 
you know, conducting business from the top that are, you know, making arrangements, uh, making agreements, looking into anything. And they don't have the same understanding of the sports or understanding of what's trying to happen. Kristen? And it does. Yes. Sorry. What, what you said he's conducting business. What kind of, what kind of business? What kind of business is it? It's, 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 it's Canadian it soccer business. Canadian soccer business? It's Canadian soccer business. Interesting. Okay, go on. um so to me at least in this sense they made a good decision to finally put somebody in charge uh that has all of this knowledge and 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 north american soccer knowledge as well which you know it's its own special brand of weirdness right um so i think that aspect is is a very is a very appealing part of his of his hire to me personally anyway yeah i mean it it makes sense i guess um you know as i don't know much about him but you like read his uh, the articles he put out there it seems like he's been a bunch of places he's done things it's like okay this this should work i uh you know without really knowing too much about him. Like, yeah, it, it seems like a, uh, a solid decision. That's about as much as I have to say about it, really. It's... I'm of the, I'm kind of a, I, first off, I laughed at the whole wall. Why didn't they, why didn't they hire a Canadian? Um, this is not the part of Canadian soccer that needs to be developed. Um, suits. Um, this I want I I want to see hopefully things move forward in positive directions on a various uh, on some various fronts things that we've discussed at length here and and knowing that the last guy uh, was pretty much an expert at keeping um, a labor union at bay I'm willing to try a new devil <laughs> and uh, honestly like for given that. Given that the CanPL is MLS light, or mm-hmm. maybe it's worse, who knows? We'll we'll never know. Um, might as well get a guy who knows how it's run, and mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully through that, Edmonton can get sorted out a little faster than the way it, than than how it, how it may be being handled right now. Maybe getting new clubs can be not I wouldn't say expedited, but moving faster than what it is right now. Uh, like I, I, I look at this as like, where do, where do we, where would we as supporters like to see this, this machine, this, this company. Uh, and it sounds like a pretty damn good, like shrewd hire. I mean, it seems like a, also kind of a no brainer. I can't imagine there were many resumes that would be as equipped to do mm-hmm. what we're mm-hmm. looking for, which is B, MLS Light North. How, how many how many people have represented clients such as the professional bull riders? PBR. Mm. <laughs> uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. But but yeah, like I mean, a lot of I feel like a lot of sports business is pretty like for like, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the skill set you get, you get, you get from your experience in the NHL would be just as valuable in the NBA, which would be just as valuable in, in any, any North American sport. 
Bill Manning's a good example of that. Bill Manning, Bill Manning is an excellent example of that. Um, yes. So yeah, so the, like, I don't know what his successes or failures look like. I don't know what his like, I mean, aside from his resume itself, I don't know what exactly he brings, say, specifically as an expertise to the table. But uh, sure, like, I don't care who runs this thing as long as it moves forward. Because I can't look at this from a development point of view, like this higher, I mean, I can't look at this higher as a development point of view. I have to look at this almost like as a stakeholder point of view, as a person who wants to see more away days where I don't have to take a train (laughs) from that selfish standpoint, (laughs) as long as he is pro Kitchener, London, Guelph, two more Toronto teams, a Mississauga team, a Brampton team. I don't care if half the league plays within 20 minutes of my house. Actually, I'm I'm hearing that you really do care. um, That's what I'm getting out of this. I don't care what other people think of half the league being 20 minutes from my door. Uh, but like that's that's what I want. So if this this hire gets me to that point where I can actually plan away days without having to book a hotel, then that's what I want. And that's one of the things I want. Also, the union union mm-hmm. is actually first. But this this guy's we'll see what he does. Yep. Yeah. I mean, as well, I mean, it's just the partner of CFL commissioner. I mean, he's the CEO of Canadian soccer business. So I don't know, very you know, how is he going to work with, you know, Canada's soccer Canada as a whole, really? Because yep. this whole thing with the players and the striking and the blah, 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 blah. It's kind of like, oh, oh Canadian soccer business. They're the, it's, mm, they're the people that have, you know, they're the, kind of like the, op- the opponent in a way. Uh, of that is say, oh well they've done this deal so they're getting all the money now for for themselves and for the CPL and yeah it's going to be interesting to see how you can negotiate things and work with Canada soccer for you know just the the national teams and the players within that that's uh, I think that's going to be a, a big thing because yeah you know, Canadian soccer business is that really you know that's who he's been hired to represent. You know, you'd like to think, oh yeah, he's gonna be great for the sport and the country as a whole, but you know, he's he's very specifically hired for you know Canadian soccer business's interest. Mm-hmm. True. Soccer Canada, not Canada soccer, the CSA or anything like uh, or the, the you know the national team players or anything like that. So yeah, that's be a challenging thing. It'd be interesting to see how he uh, approaches all that. I think the other thing um, that um, I saw someone bring up, and, and yeah, if you look at his, as well, like he's worked, he's worked in, he's worked in the women's game as well. Um, so, and he said a couple very nice things in his intro press conference about the women's game and that sort of thing. So he's he's already obviously years and years and years in this business. He's adept at saying you know some of the right things, and he certainly did um, in that case. So. I get some people are very excited thinking that someone in the camp yell is um, actually supportive of developing a women's league. And, and that is important and that would be great. So if that's true, like if this is something that he brings to the table, then I'm all for it. Um, but as Mark said, to me, the most important thing 
is is recognizing the the PFA and that you know that hasn't that still hasn't happened that's still an ongoing push um, between the PFA and the league the league is still pushing them off as much as possible um, but and, and you know he, he gave a very bland and, and, and politic answer um, to the question on the CanPL, which obviously was not a hard-hitting thing or whatever, but um, what a, what's your approach to communication and discussions with the league's players going forward? Blah, blah, blah. Every successful sports league in the world, whether it's soccer, basketball, football, baseball, you name the sport, has to have a healthy dialogue with labor. The fact that the discussion is starting to happen in Canada starting are you sure their discussion means that there's something good happening here um anyway it's it's you know it's incumbent everyone has to talk blah 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 right place right time yeah like so nothing that was really supportive of of course this is a conversation we need to get going immediately sort of thing he did also you didn't completely dismiss it out of hand and say you know good guys up here so who knows what's going to happen but i think i hope that the um the pressure continues from the from the players um from the fans for this um and that maybe having somebody again who has worked in this sport not just all over north america but other places in the world um and in other sports where as he says you know there's always labor relations um has a better understanding or willingness to actually embrace this as a necessity instead of something that's adversarial. Yeah, you'd hope so. You would definitely hope so. Like I can only, I can only be optimistic until I'm disappointed. That's, that's, that's kind of the attitude. Like, will I be disappointed? Very, very likely. Like, let's be honest, very likely. Um, but until until that that happens, I got to give him a chance because one, I don't have a choice in the matter, and two, I'd rather be optimistic and hope that things are going to improve wholesale for players wanting to chase this as a profession, wanting this league to develop players. Wanting this players to want this league to sell on players. I'm like I understand the role though of of this league in mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things. And I want all those things. I don't want all these players to eventually leave and get paid Boku bucks and have fantastic careers. And they don't I would love them to be able to have a career in the KMPL, but I also want them to be able to I don't want to say survive, but make 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 a wage in a league that knows that, that they know that's going to protect their best interests so they can move on so they can be comfortable so they can focus all their energy on the game instead of just like well at least I'm in season I'm getting paid now so until he disappoints me I'm hopeful <laughs> that's all I've got that's all I yeah. can that seems reasonable all right before we move on to talking about a bunch of matches um we mentioned the world cup and obviously the world cup is uh coming up in uh, in less than three months and one of the things that we often talk about are what the players are wearing 
because soccer fans are very fashion conscious, if you did not know. Um, and part of being a fan of Canadian soccer is that we have to accept that Canada is not getting a new kit for this World Cup cycle because nobody thought that Canada was going to make this World Cup. So mm. they did not make arrangements to have a new kit made because you have that to do this. Like, that sounds like the sort of management you would get from a visionary who is the sort of person who would turn out to be the best option from a worldwide search. Right. That's what that sounds like. That's what it, it, I agree. Mm. Um, now, there have been some very nice kits released um, and combination things. Uh, Mexico killing it. Mm. God damn. Mm-hmm. That kit and that jacket. Mm-hmm. Jesus Lord. That creamy kit. Just mm-hmm. hook that into my fucking veins. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been some very nice ones. There's been some sus ones. Um, Belgium. Welcome to mm. Saver Town. Mm. Mm. It's not terrible, yeah. but it looks Theory. like something. It looks like something that Ed Hardy would have sold in the nineties. True, Fury could be a uh, you know something from a name from the Walloon region. You know, perhaps possibly <laughs> South Flemish. <laughs> but what everyone has been talking about for the last uh, couple of days um, are the Puma kits. Um, for a number of countries because Puma has more connections uh, than I thought. And um, dear gods, why? And seriously, dear gods, why? (laughs) Some some of them are okay. Some of, okay, the non the non-square having ones. The non-square having ones. Some of those are actually not bad. The ones that have... Yeah, the Serbian red and red one with the gold cuffs and everything. I quite like that. Yep, yep. But um, it's this... Yeah, yeah. There, was, there was... Yeah, there was one Austria's, of the Donna ones, Austria's I think. Austria's red and white one. Fantastic. I really like that. Austria's uh, red and white one. Um, okay, I have the wrong article. I need for the headlines. But yeah, I... Yeah. Mm. The rest. Yeah. It's yeah, um. It's a mess. It's not. It's unimpressive. Uh, like you're right. Some of the, the home kits are decent. No, I, I don't. I don't think I could honestly say with a straight face any of them are really good. But the change kits, the away kits. Oh. Like. I, for those of you who aren't maybe as up on the Puma kit thing, uh, last season they did a thing where they made third kits for most of their big teams, and they all kind of looked like they were trying to channel their um, their their best shot at a university sweatshirt. Like they just had the name of the city or the club right across the, the chest. Mm. You know, like at UNLV instead it said, Manchester, you know, or Marseille, and um, Manchester Etihad. Yeah, Manchester. Essentially, yeah. which is a great. Which the is sponsors a great were still the biggest thing. part of the whole thing. But it's just like they just—I don't know who they were for. And I mean, I guess you can say we were trying to go in a a new direction. Fine, but those looked like warm-up kits, and they were not. They were actual outwear, outer like playing kits. And now, from the people who brought you that. Brilliant. There were air quotes. I don't know if you could hear that. 
<laughs> oh, I heard them loud and clear. Fucking, they, all the away kits have a box where the number on the center of your chest goes. So which, weird. Which doesn't, which, if again, if you haven't looked it up, doesn't sound, that doesn't sound out of, out of the ordinary. Nike did a circle a couple World Cups ago where they put the number in the middle. Look perfectly fine, right? Wrong. These look like, they look like, um, I don't know. Uh, the best one I've seen is that Switzerland, the away one, they have a, uh, like, it's a red trim box with a red band across the top where that's where the Swiss logo goes in the flag. But a hello, my name is sticker could easily be mistaken for that. That's exactly what it looks like. And, and once you see that, and once you make that connection, <laughs> you have to wonder, does anybody who works in Puma's design wing get outside? <laughs> Do they not know how to people with people? Because that would, you would know what that looks like. And you would never go forward with an idea that could be mistaken for a hello, my name is speak, uh, sticker. Yeah. Um, the rest of them don't look so bad, but they are all collectively terrible. It, Italy's is awful. <laughs> um, so well done, Italy, for not qualifying for the World Cup and having to display this to the world quite so dramatically. Good decision, because that's a shit kit. Yeah. Iceland as well. Iceland have had some great kits, and this yes. is just so fucking bland and nothing. And, ah. Puma has That's kind of phoned in a lot. Most of this, yeah. I mean, I would, I would go, I would say that most of the World Cup has been phoned in, save for Adidas's efforts, and and maybe some of the smaller firms. But like, Nike's kits are kind of phoned in, and these are really phoned. Like uh, the Morocco kit, which I do, the home kit, I have a kind of a love slash very disappointed mm-hmm. foreign relationship because that kit is based on I. A World Cup that they've made, and I don't know, if, I can't remember which one, what World Cup was based off of, but it looks almost identical, except for the fact that, so it's a red shirt, green green cuffs, green in a collar, and there's a green band that kind of goes across the chest from um, from like armpit to armpit. It's maybe 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 like you know a thumb's length wide, and in the middle there's a cut where the Puma logo goes, and over the Left side is, is is the national team crest, but the original one that band literally goes from armpit to armpit. This kind of cuts, and I don't think it's where the sleeve is. It, it looked like basically it looks like somebody tried to make a T-shirt representation of a kit, and it looks really weird. And I hope I'm wrong. It just maybe it was one of the photos I saw, but it's like I know you were trying to do an homage, but you actually made it cheaper looking in that was kind of sad yeah so i don't know that yeah puma's not done good work here and which is a shame because i can usually say they do good work and they've really let everybody down i guess i guess maybe i guess maybe it's uh you know um you know uh, uh supply chain issues you know supply chain issues that's probably what they're gonna say once they realize they can't fucking move any of these <laughs> I mean, unless okay, of course, we don't have that many to begin with. Yeah. Unless, of course, you know, Ghana wins the World Cup, which would be one awesome, and two, they would actually sell all all the shirts. Bear thought for those Swiss kits, because hundred percent. Good luck to you guys. 
uh, stay tuned for more kit talk over the coming weeks and months leading up to the World Cup, which is not about Canada. Yeah. Pre-sorry, sort of. Not really. All right. Well, it is uh, time to talk about what is coming up this week, and there's a lot of matches. Um, and first up, we are going to talk very briefly about the Canadian Women's National Team, the XNT, who, as we know, are in the land of Oz, the Down Under, playing against the Matildas. And before we talk about what time you have to be up to watch these matches, um, another unfortunate um, injury report, Kanisha Buchanan is now also out with injury. Um, so Canada are missing... Joining, I know, Elisa Chapman, anyone else? Elisa Chapman, uh, Jade Revere, Deanne Rose... Um, Why aren't we canceling uh, this? Why even bother? Ashley Lawrence. Hmm. um, I I feel like somebody, I feel like I'm missing somebody. I think there's like one more. Anyway, they are, they're having some, they're having some, 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 some issues. Um, Now we talked about some of the young players that have already been picked for the squad. So obviously they're going to have to step up and step in. Um, But yeah, not great not great at all especially because like these are like I said these are important matches for the players to get a feel for for playing in in Australia um playing you know because they've got the world cup next season um there's the new stadium in Sydney so this would have been an opportunity for uh the players to you know again get a feel for this stadium and what it's like what it's playing surface is like because it's literally just opened or is just yeah i think it just opened this past weekend like it's it's brand new um so um and again they also you never want to see you never want your top players to be injured you know you want everyone to be healthy and well and um Kadish is in her first uh season um in england playing with chelsea so you know, anyway, unfortunate, um, but I'm sure must go on. Uh, so there are two matches, and oh boy, uh, dedicated. <laughs> you need to be dedicated, folks, to watch these matches. Um, oh dear. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, time difference is a bitch, right? And this is this is something to look forward to for the Women's World Cup next year uh, in Australia and New Zealand uh, is this uh, oft 13 hour World Cup show friendlies? No. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Whereas Good luck to you all. Nope. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It'll be good. My sleep patterns are going to be fucked completely. So first match uh, is on Saturday just barely if you're uh, here in Ontario. So uh, 12.45 a.m. is kickoff. So if you're on the West Coast, it's a lovely, leisurely 9.45 Friday night, September 2nd. No problem. What a way to start your weekend, right? You just, you know, stay up, have some drinks. You're all good. Everybody else, just stay up. Um the next one is the hard one. So Tuesday, uh, September 6th, and um, 5.40 a.m. Uh, on Tuesday morning for those of us on the East Coast, and 2.40 for the West Coast. So it's Kids today, what's wrong with waking up at 5.40 in the morning, Kristen? 
going to do the chores and everything. You're yeah, right, exactly. You got to more you know, go out and do so this, this is, and this and this before you get to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This so is this, perfectly yeah, this will be fine time to perfectly wake up. Fine. You're right. You're right. It'll be mm. it'll be fine. Then again, I I got up at whatever insane hours I was getting up while I was in uh, BC last summer for the Olympics. Um, to uh to watch the matches and tweet the matches so i have some experience with this but woo-hoo, that's early um yeah. it is going to be are you voyageurs tweeting again for these ones i i, I will be of course ah, okay my, my, my other my that. other thank you my other unpaid job um it uh it should be fine It'll be fine. It's okay. I can I can go back to sleep after the match. It'll be fine. Um, anyway, so these will be on One Soccer or Fubo. Uh, just if you use if you use Fubo, occasionally finding the matches for One Soccer can be a bit challenging. So sometimes yes. just just you know just do some creative searching or wait for somebody else to tweet about it to tell you how to find it if there are issues i will tweet about it i I will if i if it's under something weird i'll post something but um just a heads up this has been happening a bit recently that it's required creative searching to find matches on uh, fubo for one soccer now um given the dearth of uh injuries to the canadian national team moments team um and you know travel et cetera et cetera et cetera um lack of scoring a lot of the time um they've they've lost players on both fronts they've lost some defensive players they've lost some attacking players um i think the australian side's really only missing one of their main players i think i think al carpenter is is out um but you know, Canada's usually really strong defensively, whereas Australia usually has a strong attacking game. And so normally this would sort of like cancel each other out. But as, again, Canada's lost a little bit of everything. Um, I still think that there is an opportunity for them to at least win a match. I don't know that they're going to win both matches. And I don't think either match is going to be particularly high scoring um, from either side. But, gentlemen, would you like to give me some score predictions for these games? Man. I know. Asking uh, the tough questions. I'm going to go with... I think it's... I think they'll get... I think they'll get a draw the first game. So we'll, go, we'll go one all. Okay. And... Um, Australia is going to want to christen the new ground and they're going to, they're going to, they'll, they'll get them back. Like we'll go, we'll say, we'll say two, one. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, lose one nil, then lose two now. Crikey. I think the first match. They will be I... the shrimp on the Australian's <laughs> barbecue. <laughs> I think uh, I think they're each going to take one. I think they're going to lose one nil the first match, and I think they're going to win one nil the second match. I'm going to split the series. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, so yeah, set your alarms, program your coffee makers. Um, I'll be tweeting via the Voyager's account, so you can join me there. Keep me company. 
I'm gonna keep me awake. <laughs> but it should be fun. And no way we don't have viewing parties for these matches. <laughs> so there. And then um, two two big matches for Toronto FC this week, um, both in terms of their playoff hopes, but also big emotional matches. So uh, Wednesday night, day after recording, we have uh, the return of Vanny. Dun, dun, dun. Hilariously, I think it's hilarious anyway, eight years to the day in which he took over for the fired Ryan Nelson. So Ryan mm. Nelson was fired August 31st, 2014. Greg Vanny was hired that day, appointed that day, evening, whatever it was. Um, so he comes back his first time back in Toronto since leaving uh, to go manage uh, the Galaxy eight years to the day. Layers. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so this is this is one of those matches. Um, and then you get a match as Montreal, so always fraught with emotion. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But so this is, you know, like I said, it's Vanny's first time back. He's bringing with him several ex-Reds, you know, couple that he has refurbished um but apparently not marky delgado sorry mark delgado um apparently he didn't travel i don't know what's up with that yeah i saw that on the twitters i was Um, ready i was ready to to buy a ticket and go there and give him a standing ovation (laughs) um so uh raheem edwards has sort of you know blossomed under vanny uh after bouncing around a bit after leaving Toronto. And of course, Victor Vasquez. Mm. That one still hurts. And Zavaleta too, but he hasn't played that much this season. <laughs> I was so. gonna say, that one doesn't hurt at all. Mm. That one really doesn't hurt that at was, all. That like, actually like, feels great. You know, but he's I think Zavs has only played what, like four or five games? That's four or five more games I thought he would ever play again. Oh, um, <laughs> That's just mean, man. It kind of is, but he was really brutal, and I don't know how he got another job. <laughs> this is the captain of El Salvador you're talking about. Exactly. Mark. Come on. You know what? I'm I'm proud of him for for getting that, and like legit, that is not even a joke. I'm so happy for him because I can't think of the United States ever needing that bad of a center back. Um, or right back. I can't remember what the hell he played because it didn't move much. Center back. This is center back. Because he didn't move much. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I I can't believe he's still playing. But you know, family. So I, and I, who am I to make fun of family? <laughs> Three quarters of the Bradley family is fucking employed by Toronto FC. So yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Oh yeah. Don't forget, un- Uncle Jeff is there too. Oh yeah. I imagine there's others we just don't know of yet. Exactly. Secret secret Bradleys. Um, anyway, so yeah, so there's Vasquez, obviously beloved, uh, Raheem Edwards. You know, m- most people have very fond memories. We're sad to see him go. Would have actually enjoyed having him back here. Um, yeah, Marky Delgado, I think people, most people would have been happy to see him. Um, but again, he did not travel apparently. And um, yeah, so all but of I- this... Yeah, I think you know, we talk about all the sort of family connections and everything. Uh, sort of, Mark was talking about this. Uh, there's a certain Jay Klinsman uh, on LA's squad here. Oh, God, that's right. It's his son, um, isn't it? I, do, uh, I forgot all about that. forgetting about him. Mm. Oh, I totally I, I, I forgot that he, I forgot that he played. 
like like was still like a thing. Do you know what I mean? Well, I sort of he doesn't really remember. play. He hasn't he hasn't got a minute to his game yet this season, but he's he's theoretically on their squad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hilarious. Um. So. You know, again, big match for a variety of reasons. Um, important for playoff playoff consideration for both sides. You know, the Galaxy haven't exactly been um, lighting it up this season. They're just holding on nope. to seventh place um, in the standings, and uh, like they're literally a point ahead of Portland, three points ahead of Vancouver, a few points ahead of Seattle. And we all know what Seattle does towards the end of the season, right? So anyway, um, they've not been, you know, scoring lots of goals, but also letting in a shit ton of goals. Um, Their goal differential is only four. Uh, Not the greatest record on the road. It's not terrible. Again, it's MLS. It's hard to have a great record on the road. But anyway, both teams are fighting for something in terms of their MLS lives, but yeah, this game is going to have a lot of underlying emotional components. Where no matter what anybody says, they'll be like, "Oh no, it's just like playing another team." No, that's bullshit. It's not. Um, the fan reception will likely be warm and fuzzy. I don't yeah. know. Let's go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. They yeah. don't say, you know, unless they bring on Zavaleta from the bench, then you know, who knows. Um, but just a yeah, mess with I us. feel to Vanny and Vasquez in particular. Yes, agree. You know, get a lot of love. Like Edwards, like some people really like him. I can't imagine anyone has anything bad to say about him. There's probably a lot of people who maybe just you know don't really know, don't really care that much about Edwards. But uh, yeah, you know, Vanny and Vasquez should both be getting. Uh, of uh, warm receptions, I would imagine. I shouldn't say should. I mean, do whatever the fuck you like. Boo the shit out of them, whatever. But uh, <laughs> I think they, they will get uh, good receptions. Yes. Now, I've, I've seen some people like calling for like there to be like a special moment by TFC for Vanny. I don't know if we need to go that far. No. Um, that no. feels excessive. I mean, like... Sir, club I, legend I think- of a sort... I think the Relax. furthest I think the furthest they should take the special moment legitimately is when they're when he's when the PA guy is announcing who's on, like who the starting eleven is to take an extra three second pause when he hits all the XTSC players. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's the acknowledgement. It's not that we're, you know, they're not on a retirement tour, even though Avaletta probably should be. <laughs> um I feel like that's enough to like, hey, we're still having a game. You guys are our opponents. We need three points. This is the token you're getting. A pause in between. When we go from Chicharito's name to Vasquez's name, you get some time for us. So. Yeah. Because when, when, mm-hmm. when, when Vasquez sets up both goals, you'll have plenty of time <laughs> to give him a pause. <laughs> I, I could see them doing some kind of like little video tribute for sort of Vanny, uh, probably not the other ones, but like for Vanny, I think, you know, it's a pre-game or what have you, after warm-ups, that little bit sort of between warm-ups before the players come out, I could totally see them you know, doing something uh, sort of for that. But yeah. Probably about it. I don't think, I feel like, I feel like I got an email from Toronto FC today about... Um, 
you know, information about your 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 tickets for the for blah blah blah. Um, because they usually send some sort of random, um, hey, here's how you here's how you get in or whatever. Um, you know, don't forget the shit happening around. Yeah, yeah exactly about about parking and stuff like that, right? So. Um, what? Okay, I literally just deleted this email a little while ago. So where no, is no, it? Because spam it? sucks. That's why. Oh, there we go. Even though typing Tron anyway. So everything you know at Match Day, because usually they will tell you, you know, be in your seats early because something exciting is happening. Um, you need to be advertised to. They have mentioned nothing. So they'll probably advertise it at like four o'clock tomorrow afternoon, you know, just because that's what's going to happen. Um, all right. So. Um, as we mentioned, uh, Jonathan Osorio and Mark Anthony Kay looks like they are making their way back from injury. Um, may or may not be a factor at all. May not even make the 18 tomorrow, but perhaps on the weekend. It looks like everybody else is in pretty good shape. Haven't heard of any other injuries, that sort of thing. So that is good. Um, and other than uh, Marky Delgado, haven't really heard of uh, anything you know, anyone missing from them. Um, so do we just all agree that it's going to be Victor Vasquez that's going to just make us all sad by making beautiful things happen for his team? Seconded. I, I mean, I just, I, I just want to know if he can still score a, score a, uh, a goal with his crotch again. I think that would be <laughs> I think that would be a, be, a befitting yeah. tribute on a couple of different levels. Yeah. Okay, okay, reasonable, yes. Yeah, I, I want to see that, uh, you know, that, that sort of level of ball control <laughs> again. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Fair, fair. Um. <laughs> Controlling balls. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Good times. And um, I guess the other thing maybe we'll just quickly touch base on before we pick a player to watch that's maybe not an X-Red. I don't know. Do what you want. I don't care. Um, the interview that uh, John Molinaro did with did with Vanny and uh, had a lot of people very sort of, you know, oh, Vanny didn't want to leave. Didn't want to leave. <sighs> Like sure, he didn't want to leave, but like if you if you read the article, it's slightly less overwrought than that. It, it he didn't seem he seemed sad to, that things weren't working out with management, and I agree. You know, they probably should have worked harder to extend his contract, all those good things. Um, but I feel like he fell into or found himself a pretty good position, new challenge, new adventure, close to home kind of thing. So I don't know. For those of you that have read it, um, let us know your thoughts on this. Does it read very much like Vanny feels like super hard done by, like, oh, he was willing to like sacrifice so much to stay? Or is it really just sometimes this is what happens and this is what happened? And it's unfortunate for some people um, that it happened, but both teams have survived the, 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 the divorce as it were and are moving on to other relationships. I wouldn't say either side has flourished since the divorce. No, but, no, um, it's, you can yeah. get the, you can have those, 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 you know, those rebound relationships first. So, 
Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, so the, you know the, the the tweet that Molinaro put out, that so clickbait artist that he is, um, uh, <laughs> um, was all like, "Oh my God, Vanny wanted to stay, but oh, it didn't work out." Well. And yeah, you read the whole article. And, yeah, and Vanny was interested in saying, and was going to take to see what comes along, and then it was more about, yeah, just I guess the direction the team wanted to go it wasn't quite right, and so you know, they moved on. It's yeah, it, it's not like a, you know, Vanny was desperate and would do anything, and they told him no. It's you know, these things happen. It's fine. It's not worth drama, I would say. You know. No, and 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 certainly not this far now. You know what I mean? Like, it's in the past. So. All right. Well, then, player to watch. And we all just decide on Victor Vasquez. <laughs> yeah, it's Vasquez. I mean, he can. It's allowed. It's 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 within the rules to uh, to do that. Uh, you are allowed to pick the same player. It's okay. I've never said you can't. I sort of go with that. Um, what's his name? That uh, uh, just to bring it up here. That uh, Balcazar guy. Balky? What? Balcazar. He's probably quite good. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I heard he's pretty good. Hmm. He's got a bunch of goals for them so first, far. First time I'm seeing his last name. I know. I was like, yeah. Who's like, who <laughs> this, who's this guy? Oh, that guy. Right. It's slightly less common. Uh, Hernandez, uh, a, a name associated with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I mean, all right. So, like, both of mine are kind of joke answers because one is, I, I know it's shade, but I, I hope that Sasha Kleischen's mustache comes back. I was just going to say. And, so just, um, I literally just scrolled past him on the list, and I was like, "Oh God, Pleasant's terrible mustache." And um, uh, I, I think we're gonna have to go with Bond, John Bond. Oh, really? uh, oh yeah, he's like started every match, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, that those are my joke answers. I mean, I'll, I'll obviously leave Raheem Edwards for you because. Thank you. That's where you're. That's where you're leaning. Again, you're I mean, allowed. You're allowed to pick him too. Like Raheem I know, we're allowed to pick answer. more than one. And I mean, I mean, the real answer for me is always going to be Vasquez because mm-hmm. uh, brought me so much joy, and I can never get mad at him, even if he plays for somebody else. Yep. But um, I'm. It's still Sasha Kleshin's mustache. <laughs> and, and Bond. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been. He's been. Uh... It's decent for them. So, um, yeah, Raheem and Vasquez, those are the, that's what I'm paying attention to for sure, for sure. Um, all right. Score predictions. 3-3. Three, three. Soccer defensive shit show. No Ooh. one's really happy. 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> Everyone's really happy. Lead. Duncan's really happy. <laughs> I didn't Some might say it's appropriate for an exhibition. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Try the insert insane yeah. CNE food stuff here. Yes. That, that, that's the almost right up there with the uh, random the, within the uh within the just the rundown you know, Kristen said, oh it's the X games. And so, ah, well yeah the exhibition, but oh it's all TFCXs. Yes. Uh, thank uh, you. Layers. What you doing there? Yeah. Puns are everywhere. Good. I know. I couldn't help myself. It was sort of just like 
happening. I mean, I was anyway. I'm secretly hoping for more skateboarding, but whatever. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm less I'm I'm not very well versed in that world. So it's it's, it's fine. Who is, is Tony days? Hawk still a thing? No, all right. Uh, barely. I think he mm. is. Anyway, it's not fine. It's fine. Sean um, Wright isn't even still a thing. <laughs> that's snowboarding. That's part of the X Games, isn't it? Oh yeah, good point. Just mm. Mark said skateboarding. Well, indeed. Indeed. But no, I'm, no, I'm struggling right. here. I don't have a lot of references for this, Kristen. I, you know, I who's, the, who's, the, who's the who's oh, the who's the motocross or the 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 guy that married Pink? Carrie Hart. Carrie Hart is that his name? Carrie yeah. Hart. Man. No, Carrie Hart. Never heard of him. C A R E Y. Why do I know that? Oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an entire segment. Why does so, Kristen know this do, shit? Do, does he get to call himself Mister Pink? Because that's kind of cool. Okay, that is pretty sweet. Mm. Would be worth it. Would would, would yeah. totally it would totally yeah. be worth it. Yeah. You know? I I think you just got it now at this point. Yeah. Um. All right. Predictions. Um. I'm gonna go three two for Toronto. Hooray! Yeah. 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 I think. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. I'm. I'm. I'm on. I'm on board with that. Okay. So, unlike some years when we get to escape with only one fucking match during the CNE, no, this year we have two. Although it's not like the one year where we had three. That was horrible. I hated it. Um, So, this weekend, on Sunday, 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 uh, the snowflakes are in town. But just the team, because the fans aren't allowed to show up. Now, when I say that, uh, uh, the official support has not been given ticket allocation or a section. Um, so be on the lookout for Rogue Montreal fans, because they're probably going to be around. Um, and that all stems from earlier issues uh, between supporter groups uh, in Montreal and also stuff that's happened here in Toronto. Anyway, the league had issued some sort of ban for the Montreal fans earlier, either late last season or earlier this season. Um, and it's apparently just carried over. Um, there were discussions and the discussions, I guess, did not go well. So there's no official um, away section for uh, the Montreal Ultras, um, 1642, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So just... Heads up, those of you that are going to this match, you may see Montreal fans in places you wouldn't necessarily expect within the stadium. Be nice. Just try. Um, Yeah. So, Montreal. are having an obnoxiously good year. Bastards. They really Mm. are. It is. It's it's annoying. They they, They are doing well. That's that's really to be fair, and I've seen this tweeted out there, uh, probably a few people, mainly it's of Dwayne Rollins. They're only really doing well against the shit teams, so TFC will be fine. Oh, <laughs> you're adorable. Mm. Um, sure, but doing really well against the shit teams has put them in second place in the conference. Yes. So it helps with that. You know, it is it is now it's the Eastern Conference, which is obviously the lesser of the conferences. The least but, but it still puts them in fourth place Eastern in the league. Conference. The Eastern Conference, yeah. But it's still mm. it's still good enough for fourth place in the league. 
So again, not terrible at all. Um, the other thing I would like to bring to your attention about uh, Montreal's record is that currently, as of day of recording, their away record is better than their home record. Oh. They are the only team, one of, sorry, good. one of the only teams in the league to have that. Again, this doesn't bode well for their playoff chances because, again, playoff chances, they're probably going to be playing against an actual good team, not a shit team. And also, given their record, they're probably going to be playing at home, not away. So, mm -hmm. man, congratulations, Montreal. You played yourself. You're losing at home in the first round. That's spectacular. I love that. I love this. Mm. It's all coming together. This is perfect. Get yourself into that fifth or sixth position and go from there. Mm. That's magical right there. That's that that is brilliant, brilliant uh analysis. It, it's, it's, just logic, it's just Kristen. it's just logic, you're right. It's just science. Mm. We should all embrace science. It's the most important thing. Yes. But, all right. um, yeah, they're playing away against the shit team, so they'll probably win this one. Well, what is who are they playing midweek? So they are home to oh no, this is interesting. They're home to the energy drinks who have an exceptional road record. So they're probably gonna lose um their Wednesday night match. Just mm. you know. Um because yeah, the 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 Red Bulls have yeah, and really a strangely very good away record. They've only lost three three matches on the road. Interesting. All right. Um, but yeah, so again, obviously matches against Montreal are always a big deal. Always, you know, because this is, they are our biggest rival. Um, regardless if it's a cup match or a playoff match, it doesn't matter. These ones always have that little extra underlying, you know, current running through them. So they're usually scrappy. I would expect, I would definitely expect that um and so far this season um montreal uh won the last outing back in july one nil um but toronto pasted them earlier on in the season four nil um that was fun but this is this match currently which i thought was i, I just love this and again they played lots of matches and it doesn't take much to you know tilt these things one way or the other but the the overall mls series between the two teams is currently tied they each have 20 wins and there's seven draws it's balance so yes there you go a little mm -hmm. little little factoid for you okay. um now montreal are unbeaten in five maybe longer um obviously toronto were on an unbeaten streak until the loss in miami but again as we all know they uh they did well in charlotte so um yeah should be an exciting pair of matches i hope so anyway i hope you know we're not just jinxing it or i'm not jinxing it by saying that which obviously i probably am mm -hmm. i've, I've got to say i mean you, you look through the the montreal squad and everything i haven't seen a few random games here or there over the years like, montreal's got a likable team i know yeah, they it's kind of annoying. Do. Yeah, they've got fucking Alistair Johnston, Kamal Miller, Joel Waterman. Joel Waterman, exactly. Who's coming through the CPL, you know? Schwanier. What a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. A delightful. 
Yeah, Schwanier. Lapalainen, you know, like... Kai Kamara. Kai Kamara, for fuck's sakes. Come on, Miller. Like, George Mikhailovich is fun to watch. Samuel P.S. Yeah, exactly. You know, they've they've got you know, Montreal loves Canada, Toronto doesn't. Montreal, there's so many like, you know, potential you know, Canadian bench players at the World Cup. Oh, I know. And Alistair Johnston, James Pentemis, you yeah. know, like he's probably going to be one of the backup keepers in at the World Cup. Would be my guess. It'll be Orion and Saint Clair, but probably Pentemis. But yeah, seriously. Yeah, th- th- there's a lot of players to like on Montreal. Uh, so, yeah. You know. I know, I know. It's like, grr, boo, Montreal, whatever. I know. You know it's it's even, even their coach is likable. How do you not like this guy? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, so mm-hmm. annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to, I mean, I, they've, they've, they've all, they, in the last couple of years, they've had uh, one or two players on the, on the team where I've, can't hate them. Just because, like, they're so good. They're just so good. You know, no matter what you do, just I love them. And I wish they played for Toronto. But, um, yeah, you're right. They are quite loaded with affable characters top to bottom. So um, I don't want them to get destroyed. I just I want them to I want them to lose and uh, have fun. Yeah. yeah, a good sloppy defensive shit show. These guys score a bunch of goals. Nice things happen. But, you know, TFC end up with more goals. And everyone's happy. Exactly. Everyone goes home right. happy. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we've now that we've listed, like, an, an impressive array of likable players, who is your player to watch? And is everybody saying Kai Kamara? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with Rommel Kyoto. I'm not trying to, to really include oh. him in likable players. He's more of a sort of villainous player. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, that's a better choice uh, right there. Can, uh, be enjoying in that respect if you if you enjoy a good villain. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Rommel Kyoto. I'm going to go with uh, Schwanier the Lesser. Um, <laughs> because I just... <laughs> Mostly because it's like I don't I don't get it, but sure I guess you are the one who plays in the MLS. Whatever, fine. Uh, yeah, he's he's he's, he's uh, you can you can set your watch to him. He's a solid guy. A lot of guys in this team that fit that description. Who am I kidding? Uh, uh where where's oh is he hurt or am I just not seeing him on the list? Are you looking for? Oh. Media, future media king of soccer, Alistair Johnson. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, I can't. I, I, he, he's the only player for his interviews. I can't wait till he retires just so he can be on television more all the time. Please, <laughs> like, I, I, I want that. I want that. And I hope he, he needs, doesn't one soccer because I want to see. Oh, him. I know. I want him. To, I want him to start his own soccer media empire oh and just God. be like on every show because he's just. I love his interviews. Oh my mm. gods! Yeah, 110% isn't enough for him to to say, but it's plenty for him to give. Uh, yeah, it's Aww. still going to be showing you the lesser. <laughs> um, mine is Alistair Johnston, just because I'm I'm a huge fan of his, and I do find I again, it's been great to see him continue to flourish. Um, 
And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then with a smidgen of Kai Kamara because it's Kai. But Alistair Johnson's mine. All right. He well, does. Kai Kamara actually overtaken London Donovan now, or is he tied with London Donovan? Or maybe somebody else. He's like maybe third behind London Donovan. I think he's, he's third behind. He's just he's, come up the uh, the rankings that have recently. He's made a move uh, for that. I feel like I need to try and look that up uh, exactly where he is. All right, all right, hang on, I'm on it. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I, I hear I hear furious typing. It's great. Yes. Uh, he is yeah, he's just passed. Ah, he just passed Jeff fucking Cunningham. Ah. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, he's now 10 behind uh, Landy Cakes for second place. Oh, damn. Well behind Wondo. Well, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's but I, uh, just... Oh, I would love Jeff it if Cunningham. he would... Oh, if he would pass Landy Cakes, that would just make me so happy. Mm. That would be great. That would be... That would be great. I just overtaken uh, Jaime Mourinho as well. Yeah. Okay. Bradley Wright well, Phillips. What needs happened to him? More goals to beat to tie Christ. I don't know why he just why he's just sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a part of me that feels he looks at that once a week and goes, "I think I can do it," and just <laughs> and then just does something. Yeah, he just, he just goes and looks. He just One, goes two, and looks three, at the roster. <laughs> goes and looks at who's like like the standings. Uh, and oh, he, oh, just have a random Devo fact. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sorry, just because no, 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 no. This one's this one's this one's super interesting. I think anyway because I like cooking shows. Um. So, dear listeners and panelists, uh, I, I watch I watch Top Chef. So, Top Chef Canada, Top Chef, whatever American city they're in, because they're wonderful. It's one of the best cooking competitions. Very good television. Really, really interesting. So Top there's a new season of Top Chef Canada starting later on next month, and not a regular judge, but as a special, he's one of the guest judges. Joanne Di Rosario, guest judge on Top Chef Canada. <laughs> I was just, I was reading like an article about it and suddenly I just stopped and started laughing because it says, Dwayne Rosario, author and Canadian sports icon. And I just laughed and then I thought of Duncan and then I thought of Mark and then I thought I had to bring it up somehow. And then you said his name and I was like, yes, perfect. I think the tragedy here is that author got listed first. Yep. (laughs) That was the thing that made me laugh. Oh, yeah, I don't know if they were just going alphabetical within the sentence, but... Uh, D. Rosario, you mean that book guy? Yeah, he's going to be on it. <laughs> he wrote, he, I love guy, his writing. Huh. Oh, so why, good. why did he write a book again? Like, oh, he just did, no reason. Mm. What was, was it about his career? What was his career after? It was nothing, really. Yeah. I can't remember, it was a good book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> worth writing a book about, though. Oh, yeah. One uh, or something, yeah. It was just so funny. Anyway, so yeah, so for the cross section of, of, of Canadian soccer and uh, um, uh, Top Chef fans, there you go. Somewhere in the Top Chef season, you get to see Dwayne Di Rosario. Let me know when he's going to be on the uh, the Lego Builder show. I'll be more interested. In okay, that. I will. I will. I will let you know that for sure. Fantastic. To go back to Kai Kamara, I just um, looking at the Wikipedia page for the major list of major league soccer players with 100 or more goals. It delights me just you know the the basic list there. 
and you know, it's got the players and who they played for and that sort of thing. And Kai Kamara's like, entry is just so much wider than everybody else's just because of all the teams that he's played for. <laughs> Wondolowski, two teams. Donovan, two teams. Kamara, one, two, three, four, five, six, nine teams. Nine teams? Cunningham, four. Mourinho, I'll two. I'll track after six. Wright Phillips, three. Nine teams. Yeah. Columbus, awesome. San Jose, Houston, Kansas, New England, Vancouver, Colorado, Minnesota, Montreal. Whew. So greedy. Hmm. When's it's Toronto turn? When is it Toronto's turn? Is what I meant to say. I've, I hear that if you get to sign um, Kai Kamara, the, the league now issues you a plaque. So that's going to be the Yeah, exactly. They're going to have to knock out a part of the wall next to the empty space in the cabinet where the where the Champions League trophy is going to be for the Kai Kamara. Hey, you signed him. Plaque. I think that's very very important for this league's history that everybody gets one at some point in time. And well, it's, only, it's only fair. And you ain't getting younger, guys. Come on, hurry up. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, score predictions for this match, because I don't think we've done that yet. I feel like we kind of did that. So everyone, we want a good time for everybody. So it's going to be, you know, Montreal scores lots of goals and hooray for them. But uh, Toronto scores more. 3-2. I like your 3-2. Um, sure, what the hell, 3-2 Toronto. <laughs> right. It was either that or go 3-2 Montreal, but I'm going to go 3-2 Toronto. Okay, Kristen, 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 Kristen. Okay, fine, 3-2 Toronto. Aruga. Aruga. Aruga, yes. motherfuckers. <laughs> okay, well, on that... The On best that part. note of joyful consensus. Wait, wait, wait. The best part okay. about that is that you came to that scoreline all on your own with no pressure. I, mm-hmm. Exactly. There was no pressure. I thought about this and this was, a, you know, I, I really gave it some serious thought um, over the past couple of days. And yeah. <laughs> You're doing so good. Proud Thank you. you. Uh, me too. Uh, all right. Well, on that note of joyful consensus, that is our show for this week. Uh, please join us next week when we recap a gazillion matches. Um, see how the women did, see how Toronto did, see if anything changes within the top four of the CanPL, and who knows, whatever else interesting happens in the world of football that delights us. Uh, I have been joined by two of our three usual panelists to be found out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Bonjour. Wait, wait. Uh, out in the Twitterverse, at Kittnerd Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Thank you to everybody who continuously supports our, our podcast via Patreon. We absolutely appreciate it. Uh, we have shirts. They're on our Zazzle shop. You can find the link on our website. And thank you to those of you who uh, went and subscribed to our YouTube channel. Uh, uh, we are up to a whopping single digits number um but that's okay that's okay it's gonna take time i didn't expect everyone to do this right away but consider us when you are uh playing about in youtube and you think hey you know what local minority could use a subscription yeah a subscribe, a subscribe. Yeah. A subscribe. you love us so thank you very much and uh konnichiwa yes <laughs> bonjour <laughs>
Um, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet. At case of Knowles, I've been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it. Well, Kristen isn't being welcoming to any foreigners. Oh, Buenos Aires. There you go.